black woman, beautiful, powerful, resilient female of African descent with skin kissed by the sun. Conversation, a talk, especially an informal one between two or more people in which news and ideas are exchanged. We love being black women. Black women are ambitious. Black women are confident. Black women are diligent. We are tenacious. We walk out of our houses put together. We are many shades and personalities of fabulous. But we as black women don't talk about our dilemmas, current events, and what's going on every day that affects us. So we created this podcast as a way to laugh together, cry together, and have an open conversation about life as black women. Oh, that's deep. Black Women Conversations. Hey, Nicole. Hey, Janine. How's your week been? So the week has been, I don't know how much I went over last week, right? I had to pull Harrison out of his school. We finally found him a new school. He's supposed to start school in a couple days. So when this episode drops, he will have done his first day of school if everything goes as planned, right? And I'm just so paranoid about like transitioning him from one school to another He's saying he wants to go back to his old school because he misses his classmates. It's like the mom guilt is just a really real thing right now. So it's been rough because of that. It's been super awesome because I went to Vegas last weekend and went to see Usher in concert, right? And we were so close. I could literally see the sweat dropping, dripping down the side of his face. That's how close I was. So we had a fantastic time in Vegas And whoever says Vegas is overrated just has not done Vegas well enough, okay? Because I just feel like you cannot spend enough time in Vegas. One, because you shouldn't spend that much time because it's super expensive and you go broke spending more than enough time in Vegas. But two, there's always something to do and there's always something you haven't done. And so you always feel a need to go back. So really sort of sucky beginning of the week, awesome ending of the week. And now I'm coming to the realization that everything's going to be okay Harrison's going to be okay. He's going to transition into school fine and life will go on. So that's how my week has been. Just a conundrum of confusion, if you will. A whole bunch of mixed emotions in this week. Well, a couple of things. One, I'm glad that you found Harrison a school and he will be fine. The mom guilt will subside. I understand that it's stressful, but you know, kids are resilient. That's why they're kids, right? Like they'll forget that this transition even happened. And, you know, he will be like, oh, look, my new school, here are my new friends, you know. So it'll be fine. Don't stress yourself out about it. And then number two, when did you go to Vegas? And when did you see Usher? Because I have a sneaking suspicion you and I might have been at the same show. What? So I went to see Usher Friday night. We were definitely at the same show. Oh my God. <laughs> so you saw the WNBA players and yes. And the- then do you remember when, she, when he shouted out baby Sam and he was like, Hey baby Sam and right. And Marsha Ambrosius. Yes. Well, I know baby Sam. And I went to go walk over to like, I was like, where, like I was texting back and forth with her. I was like, Hey, where are you? And she was like, I just turned around. Like you have to be right behind me. And literally I went to, like, I found her in the crowd and I went to go tap the lady next to her to say, Hey, can you get Sam for me? And it was Marsha. <laughs> oh my God. Oh my God. We were definitely at the same show. We were definitely at the same show. Um, I'll have to send you some, um, some video of me and my date at the show because we had a ton of fun, but I'm now upset that I didn't know that you were in town. So how long were you in Vegas? Girl, it was a hot, quick turnaround. So I left on Thursday, had to take care of some business on Friday, ended up at the show Friday night, left there and went to go see, I feel like it was, what's the man's name? Ty Dallasan. I don't know. Some other artist right after that. Stayed up all night, had a 5.30 a.m. flight back to the East Coast um, because I had to go to an event for Governor Moore. So I literally was... There for business, hit Usher. Yeah, it was a quick turn. And then I was back. I took a nap on the flight. I think I got back to my hotel to pack at like four o'clock. And I was at the I was at the airport by 4:30. And I was on my flight, like flying back to the East Coast at 5:30. And I landed at noon. I went to the fundraiser and then 
I stayed up and I didn't actually stay up all night. I did pretty good. I made trunk or treat this year again. And Ken was so very helpful. Ken, my mom, my dad, everyone packed little, you know, candy bags and little cow print wrapper with stickers that I got uh specifically printed that said eat more candy. So if you have not guessed this year's trunk or treat, we were Chick-fil-A. I saw that with you guys' like little name badges. Ah. Loved it. But we didn't win. But we were Chick-fil-A. I was I can't a fan. I didn't win. I can't believe y'all did not win. <laughs> so um you know I'm supposed to ask, so Janine, how's your week been? You have told us a lot, <laughs> a lot of your week. Yeah. Um, I don't really have much else of my week. I, or I will say this. I will say that, and this, I, I don't want to bring the episode down, but I just want to make note to all of those because it's been a lot. We've had a lot of loss, right? I will say that I have lost six people who are very, very close to me in the last month from October 1 through October 30th. We are not at the 31st yet. And God, please don't take anyone else by tomorrow. And it's been, it's been difficult. It's been challenging because these people are all approximately my age. I would say in their forties and fifties for the most part. And they're all just amazing people that we just don't have here anymore. And one of the things that I've learned lesson, you have to, you have to take a lesson from the difficult times, right? Otherwise you're going to make yourself insane. And it's not to say that grief doesn't happen. It's not to say that, you know, I'm, above grief, but I just have to, in order to keep my personal sanity, I have to just think of the positive, right? And we have to be reminded of how precious life is and how, you know, we don't know how long we have here. So you really have to enjoy the moment. So yes, go to Vegas on a turnaround trip if you want, you know, stay in the bed an extra hour if you want, just take care of yourself and those around you and that you love because like, you don't know. So yeah, the week was not great. I will say that it ended great, but it was not great. Um, the month hasn't been great. If we're being very honest, like, you know, the summer was a high and, you know, I turned 40 and it was great. And, you know, the, the, the year has been for the most part, a a great year, but October has just been really, really rough and yeah, it sucks. But like, it's a part of life too. You have to take the good and you have to take the bad, but you also have to remember that you have to be really appreciative of just the moments that you have. Cause you don't know when they're going to be your last. And I know it sounds super cliche and it sounds like I'm old and preachy, but y'all it's real. Like it's time out for the stupid stuff. Like real talk, like let it go. Enjoy yourself. Fly to Vegas, fly home, go to all the, all the things have do all of the trunk or treats, do, do whatever it is that you want. That's positive. And it will help you enjoy life. It just, it's, that's where we are these days. That's where we are. Well, uh, thank you. Um, thank you, Reverend Janine, for breaking it down. But she's right. Life is short and let's, let's live it up. Spend the money. After you save the amount you're supposed to save every month. Spend it. Travel. Invest in travel. Do the things that are fun. Stop buying those purses. That you're not going to do nothing with except for leave them on the, in the closet because you're afraid to wear them because they're too expensive. Mm. Go on a trip instead. Do something else. Do something fun. Yeah, have an experience. But if, you're, if, you're, if your Gucci rep calls you and says that they're having a sale, then you should go get, get the purse too. Just saying. I'm, I'm just saying. But to your point, Nicole, though, there's, there's one thing that you said about spending the money, right? I'm not saying be irresponsible. And I know that's not what you were saying either. But I was having this conversation with my friend, Emil. Shout out to Emil. Emil is the creator of Cuff Cards and Trap Taboo. He is also a amazing digital designer. Like, just shout out to the really dope people that you know, right? So my friend, Emil, I was having this conversation with him. And I was like, you know, we're always on this hustle, right? We know how to make money. So when we need to make money, you make it. But what you making it for? Look at it to have it like a mass. And I'm not saying be irresponsible. I'm saying be wise in your investments, but spend it because at the end of the day, when the Lord calls you and you close your eyes to be with the good Lord, you ain't taking that money with you. Now I'm not saying leave your family in debt. I'm not saying be irresponsible. So please do not come for us and say, oh, y'all tell us to say blah, blah, blah. Yes. Yeah, say, be responsible. We're saying that you have kids be even more responsible. That's not what I'm saying. 
what I am saying is for those of us who let the purse sit in the closet because we're too afraid to wear it, for those of us who save for the, for the rainy day, sometimes the rainy day is today. Sometimes the rainy day is that you are having a difficult time pulling yourself up off of your sofa and you and your friends haven't seen each other for a long time. So sometimes the rainy day is right now. We all know how to make money and we know that just as quick as we can make it, we can spend it and we can lose it. So you might as well make the most of it. Just saying. Okay, let's move on so we don't be depressed. Y'all, what are y'all doing? What are y'all doing? Are y'all out here making money? Yeah, who else was at the Usher concert? Because Johnny right. and I cannot be the only two people that happen to be there. There was a girl that went to Xavier. This is the Delta. Shout out to the Deltas. Obviously, I'm an AKA, but shout out to y'all, okay? Especially if you are Gamma Alpha, which is Xavier. Um, but she was sitting right behind me and she was like, Nicole? Nicole Lee? Hey, Xavier in the house, right? And I thought to myself, golly. Can't even get me a drink and act crazy. I don't in Vegas. Somebody going to find me, right? But we had a good old-fashioned time. A good old-fashioned time. So who else was at Vegas? What did y'all do this weekend? Did y'all sneak away? Did y'all cut up? Did you catch up on the podcast while you were on the flight on your way to Vegas? I hope that y'all did. I hope so, too. Y'all tell us who else was at Vegas. And we, like some of the, the young lady that I was with, shout out to Lala, um, she met some of her friends there and we were like, oh my goodness, what's the likelihood that you would be in Vegas? Vegas is like the hot spot, especially since Usher is there, right? Like if you go to Vegas as a black person who likes R&B music and you don't go see Usher, you're doing yourself a disservice. I'm telling you, you are doing yourself a disservice. I literally text Ken while I was there and I was like, we got to come back and see this again because it's it's an amazing experience. I mean, it. I felt like we should have all just been standing. It should have just been one giant room and we should all have had like a pair of rental skates so that like when they were skating, we should have been skating too. It just felt like that to me. But it was a great... So now I know you were there. Lala was there. Lala's friends were there. The the girl from Xavier was there. Baby Sam was there. Marsha and Burgess were there. The WNBA was there. I mean, everybody was there. Were y'all there too? Let us know. Write us. Shout out to the thick stripper who put us all on the map. Listen, shout out. Shout out. That thing hung from the ankles and slid down that pole like I was, I mean, whatever it is that that she has, those muscles, Lord, what prayer is that? Lord, give me those those muscles. Those are the muscles that I'd like, Lord. Those. Because thick or not thick, that thing had some amazing strength. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Upper body strength, lower body strength, all the body all the strength. strength. Hello, baby. Mm, mm, mm. Anyway, Janine. So, um, what's on our timeline this week? Okay, Nicole. So by now, I'm sure that we've all heard or seen this video of this woman who was sitting in the car, refusing going, refusing to get out the car because. She was on a first date and she felt like Cheesecake Factory was not a sufficient location for a first date. Now, I am not going, I typically give commentary in between the story. And I do it because I'm very passionate about certain things. And I'm really going to try hard not to give any commentary between this. I'm not going to promise you anything, but I'm going to try. So, This lady's name is Alicia, and she called herself Schooling Jay, that's the guy that was her date, on how to court, and I put that in quotation marks, please see my air quotes, um, how to court a woman. So after she refused to get out of the car, Jay actually hopped back in the car, it was a Tesla by the way, to hear what she had to say. And she basically said that when you're courting a woman, a beautiful woman specifically like herself, you're supposed to take care of her. You're supposed to cover her and protect her and cherish her and treat her well. Sounds kind of like husbandly duties. Mm, Wasn't supposed to give commentary there, but he agreed. And he said, he agrees with everything that she said, but he said also, you know, he feels like there's some other things that she needs to give in return. And so 
she kind of like turned her nose up and was like at the Cheesecake Factory. So Jay kind of, he gave a little bit of clap back. He wasn't sassy with it, but he gave a little clap back. And he said that he has expectations for himself to, you know, keep the woman that he's with safe, to respect her, to pick her up, to pay for the date, to, you know, treat her well as he felt like he had been doing. But he said that he has expectations too. He said that he expects the person to be respectful and cooperative. And then she asked, you know, give me an example of how she wasn't being cooperative. And, you know, he said, well, hold on a second. And she says, well, you refuse to hold hands. And he said, but I understood that because she said that it was too early. And then he said that he got to her apartment to pick her up at the arranged time that they had agreed upon at 4 PM. And she didn't invite him in, which he also understood. But then she made him wait, not for 10 or 15 minutes, not even for a half hour, but she made him wait for over an hour. And he said that nothing seems to be wrong with the Cheesecake Factory. And she again turned her nose up at this. And he then pulled up on his GPS in the Tesla, by the way, and said, well, do you see where we were originally supposed to go, which was the Aria? And he said, this is where I had planned on taking you. But he pointed out that she was so late that they did not leave the house or her apartment until the time of the dinner reservations. So he basically was saying, look, it's kind of your fault that we're not going to the place that you want. And so I figured we would go to the cheesecake factory so that we could, you know, get to know each other. And so she was like, no, but you can take me somewhere else. She even said, well, why don't you call it back? And he was like, no, he put his foot down. He was like, no, I'm not calling back. And he basically said that, you know, she wants to go to a fancy restaurant, but she didn't cooperate, right? Like he said that he had told her the day before and the day prior to that of what time he was going to come pick her up. And he confirmed it in the morning and then she was late. And as opposed to him saying, well, you're late and missed the reservations because, look, you have me outside for an hour. You ain't going to come outside to see me. I'm going to be somewhere else. But nonetheless, sorry for the commentary, but nonetheless, he continued on and then proceeded to take her to Cheesecake Factory. But when she turned her nose up at it, he said, yeah, I'm not going to take you anywhere else. And he said, as a matter of fact, I'm going to take you home. And he respectfully declined to go to another restaurant and just proceeded to do, in fact, what he said. And he took her home. So she was a little salty about it and was like, ladies, can you believe this? He was talking to her followers because she was going live. But, you know, whatever. And so this is the video that went viral. Well, Alicia responded to the video and she said that she's amazed at how a single moment in time can shape how people view you. Which is very ironic because in the moment when she was going live, he actually asked, hey, are you recording me? And she said yes. And she basically forced him onto her live. My question is, what did she think was going to happen with this live? But whatever, I'm digressing. And so she says that she claims that her goal for this video was always to empower women to have women feel respected and cared for not to be misused or abused. She said, and then she said that she's seen and heard many a horror stories from both men and women. And she wanted to bring attention to it and she wanted to spark discussion. Well, Alicia, you sparked a discussion. All right. Not only did this video go viral, it became a, like a talking point and has been for a few weeks now. And basically people started making their own list. Groups of women and groups of men started coming together to make their own list. Now, the first list that I saw were the ladies that stood in solidarity with Alicia and they came up with a full list of places that they refused to go on a first date. Now, in addition to Cheesecake Factory, they've now added Olive Garden, Red Lobster, Starbucks, coffee dates in general, bars, hookah bars, nightclubs, no church, no gym, no sporting events. Now, Nicole, half of that list, 
Take me there on a first date. Take me there on a 15th date. Now, there's some things that I agreed with, like don't take me to any homes, not your home, not my home, not your family function. Don't take me anybody's house. Nowhere with a long drive. I agree with that because, you know, a long drive, if, if it's, if it's a first date and we're not hitting it off now, we're stuck with each other for a very long period of time. But if you were raised in my household or you were raised with a black mama like me, she taught you don't go anywhere where you can't bring your black behind home on your own without him. So again, eh, six of one half dozen of the other. I agree with the no long drives. And then the one that I agree with probably the most is don't, don't take me to a buffet. It's not about the food. It's not about the class. It's just about, I don't like germs. Buffets are my thing. Again, I digress. Let me go back. So the men doubled back on this list that the women had made and they came up with a list of women that you just shouldn't take out on dates. Not places, but just women that you shouldn't take out on dates. Now, Nicole, you and I both got crossed off of this list. So we're not getting taken out on a date. So basically they said women who travel regularly. Well, just figured out that you and I are off the list. They said women who have been engaged before, divorcees. I'm also off the list because I have tattoos, no women with piercings, no women with colored hair, and the back of my hair is definitely purple. And I said... You know, almost all of us got kicked off the list with this one. It said women that have whole friends. We all have a whole friend. And guess what? If you're sitting saying, I don't have a whole friend, baby girl, look in the mirror. You might be that friend. JK, JK. But I'm just saying women with whole friends, Nicole, we're off the list. Then they said women with IG pages. And of course, they had to sum it up and dig it in our back one more time. They said American black women. Now, Nicole, you know, they just love to hate on all of us all the while sliding in our DMs, but nonetheless. So they then doubled back with another list. The men came back with another list. We didn't come back with a second list. The men decided that they wanted to come back with a second list. And these are the things that they refuse to pay for until they're married to you. They said everything from your bills to your rent to door dashes from purses to plastic surgery, hair, nails, gas. They said no Uber. They're not paying for Uber. They're not paying for a vacation. They're not paying for jewelry. And they're not paying your ties, which I agree with. Girls, pay your own ties. But I'm just saying. <sighs> so, Nicole. <sighs> Let me flip this page real fast. Okay. Nicole, there are a lot of lists that are floating around and I'm going to hold my commentary until the end. Tell me what you think about these lists and these standards and this dating. Like what is going on? What are we, what are we out here doing? Um, I'm just confused on a lot of levels right now because how did we get X off the list of people that should be taken on dates? Um, now mind you, the girl that we are, that, started all this, right? Who was late for her own date, who was supposed to be going to the area, which is really nice. She messed her own stuff up by being late. And so my pet peeve is late people. Like he didn't have to wait. He didn't have to plan nothing else. He didn't have to offer nothing else. He didn't have to offer cheesecake as a backup. He didn't have to offer nothing. He could have went home, right? Because she was late. So let's not forget that. Like the list went viral, but again, she was late. That was not the original plan. That was the backup plan. But now that we're on the list, we have to talk about the list. Now, me, myself, I don't mind a quick coffee date. Like before I invest a long time with you, I need to make sure that the short amount of time is going to be even worth it. So I don't mind going to meet at Starbucks, having my you know skinny chai tea latte with cinnamon dolce while you have your whatever cafe ole or whatever you want to have. And we sit and talk for about 20 minutes, enough time for me to finish my drink and for me to tell you, I got to go back to work. Right. If it's worth it after that short date, then I will give you the time of day so that I can get dolled up, dressed up, put on my outfit that I bought a long time ago. I hadn't had a chance to wear it anywhere, put that outfit on and then go out with you and spend several hours. But before I spend several hours, I want the short date. I want the coffee. I want the short, quick lunch. I want the shortness because if you can't 
perk my peak my interest in the middle of the day over a 20-minute coffee, then I'm for sure not about to spend two, three hours with you at nighttime. I'm not going to do that. So that's me. I don't mind some of the things on the list um, because to me that gives me like a little trial, okay? The fact that she even made a list to me makes her a little bit silly because if you are a woman of caliber, a man is going to know how to date you and where to take you. You shouldn't have to tell them this is the list. And if you have a list and you have a man that wants to take you somewhere on the list and you feel like you are above the list, then maybe you're not because you're dating men who are, who are thinking that the list is an option for you. So for me, the list is more telling about you than the man. That's just me. And then the clapback of the men saying, these are the people that should not be dated. The people who travel a lot. That tells me you just can't afford to travel. Right? You can't afford a woman who can afford to travel. And I'm okay being on your list. I'm okay being on your do not date list because I don't want to dumb the things I want down or cheapen the things that I want to do down just because you can't afford them. So if you don't want to date a woman that travels, that's fine. If you don't want to date a woman that has been divorced because she may come with a little bit more baggage or a little bit more responsibility, that's fine. Everybody is not for everybody, right? I can't date somebody that can't afford me. If you can't afford what I'm bringing to the table, like me and my son, then that's fine. I don't want you to try. Don't stress yourself. Don't stress yourself trying, okay? Because there'll be somebody else that can afford me. There'll be somebody else that wants to invest the time and energy in me. There'll be somebody else that thinks of my baggage as a blessing. So don't, don't, don't do it to yourself. If, if it stresses you out to think about how you're going to pay for my last minute trip to Cabo, you shouldn't be going. I'm not the person that wants to go with you because I don't like to travel with people on a budget. So we not to get, we not, you're not for me because you're not about to penny pinch me. Uh-uh. So that's fine to make some people's list, ladies. But trust and believe you will be on other people's, please, I want to date this person list. Somebody else is going to want to date someone that has experienced the world. Somebody else is going to date somebody that knows how to budget. Somebody else is going to want to date somebody that makes their own coins. Somebody else is going to want to date that kind of woman. But it's not everybody else. Some, some people, most people can't afford me. Most people are scared by me. Most people are intimidated by who I am. So none of this is surprising for me. And it, and frankly, it's not, it's more telling about them. It's more telling about the people who make the list than the list itself. That's my two cents about it. Let me tell you this. I will say, not only can I not afford you, but I can't even afford myself. So let me be very clear. Everybody's out here talking about, oh, well, I don't do this. I don't do that. You know, if we think about this thing for a second, Life is expensive, okay? So let me be very clear. I'm also not looking, and I don't think Nicole is looking for anybody to afford her, like her real bills. I'm just saying, you got to be able to afford to keep up with the lifestyle, right? Like you understand what you're getting yourself into. If you trying to take somebody to McDonald's, you not coming to talk to Nicole or I. And we're not saying that we're above McDonald's because I will tear a McDonald's french fries up, okay? But what I'm telling you is that's not dating. That's like me and my homies are going to go to McDonald's. Now, if you want to be friends on it, by all means. So we're not saying that we're above McDonald's, but what we are saying is if you're trying to date us, impress us. But I'm also going to get out the car at Cheesecake Factory because if you take me to Cheesecake Factory, I'm going to go on date number two with you just so I can go to Cheesecake Factory again. And I understand it's a chain restaurant. I have been to the highest classes of restaurant and I've eaten the most dumb, expensive foods. I'm, I am cultured. I'm not saying that it's, that it's a cultural experience. What I'm saying is I'm not above it. Okay. But let me tell you my other thoughts. None of these things on any of these lists mean anything. They're all material things that we all know that in the blink of an eye or the stroke of a pandemic, as we've seen over the past few years, they can all be gone. We're out here trying to uphold these false standards that don't exist on a platform that we don't own to get attention from people that we don't know, much less like, 
we're trying to impress people that we know we don't get along with. And we're, we're doing it from the loneliness of our homes that we don't own, because that's the thing that stood out to me the most. He came to pick her up from an apartment and I'm not knocking apartments because some people don't, their home ownership ain't for everyone. I'm going to say that, but, but you are setting some very high standards for something that he could have standards just the same. He could be like, I don't want to be with somebody who doesn't own their home. He picked you up. I would just be interested to see what kind of car she drives because it was clear that he picked her up. Now, it could have been rented. Doubt it. But it could have been rented. He picked her up in a Tesla. And I'm not saying a Tesla. Tesla is not a Porsche. It's not an Alfa Romeo. It's not a, a Maserati. It's none of those things. But it's also not an inexpensive vehicle, right? My thing is, we are really putting a lot of emphasis on things that don't matter. We are missing the point. We're worried about these dates. Jay was wanting, literally, if there's this, this thing where they did a sit down. And he said that he was just wanting to build something with someone. And he's like, now dating is weird because people think of him as cheap. And I'm like, if you watch that video and you really dug deeper into what that video was saying, it was like he really wanted to build someone, something with someone and have a, a, a good relationship. And we missed it. We missed the point because we were worried about the food. <sighs> I, I don't I don't know. It just it just seems like we're out here trading a lifetime of character building experiences and like unforgettable moments for a hot second on Instagram to say you went to a fancy restaurant. Some of the best moments that I've had have been things that are not fancy restaurants, right? Like there have been days where Ken and I have had picnics literally in the car because I'm like, oh, let's do something fun. And it's like, it, every, everything doesn't have to be a fancy restaurant. It's about the thought. Are we, are we missing that? Would you rather the man with all the money take you to the fancy restaurant and then leave you lonely the rest of the, the rest of the month? I'm just, I feel like we're missing it. All the lists, all the people. And let me talk to the men for a second. And if you are not a man, share it with one that you know, a black one specifically. Okay. Now you all know good and well that there are amazing women in every category that y'all listed. And I'm saying y'all, you're, you are getting all of the vernacular right now. Right? So you, you know that women who have been engaged before women with tattoos, with stretch marks, all of the things that you listed, you know that there are amazing women that you would love to be with. You would love to date. You probably slid in their DMs today. So quit it. Stop making these lists because you're hurt because somebody called you out on the nonsense that you do. Stop it. And go find you a woman that you love and that you are compatible with and go take care of her and stop it with these lists. Just like we know that you all are willing to pay for things that you are writing on this list that you're not willing to pay for. You're really quick to want to send somebody a cash up to get their hair and nails done. Stop it. Don't make me expose you all because my DMs have people and I'm married that are willing to pay for my thing. So y'all, we get your feelings are hurt. And ladies, let me go back to you really quickly. And I'm sorry, I don't mean to preach or be accusatory. So if it doesn't apply, share it with someone it applies to. But ladies, I want you to stop it because you're out here making these lists about places that you won't go. And you know, if you like a man enough, he could be raggedy as a bowl of yak as my, as my paternal grandmother would have said. And you would have him taking you to McDonald's and you would make it sound like the mo most romantic thing since sliced bread. Nicole, I know good and well, you could hear some of your girlfriends talking about some girl. He took me to McDonald's, but it was so romantic because he spelled my name out in chicken McNuggets. Like, all of us stop it with the list you are you out here trying to find love or are you out here trying to be the most hated person in the world like what are we doing just ugh, all of it just stop it just we need to stop we need to stop all of it like it's hard enough to be out here finding somebody that we're compatible with and then you find your per finding your person is like finding a needle in the haystack like 
stop making it unnecessarily hard for ourselves. Just stop it. Just, oh, stop. I don't even know what to say. Um, I, none of my friends are bragging about people spelling their names out in chicken nuggets. Never done that before. Again, different people. Listen, that's not our struggle. We ain't got that struggle. Like I tend to not even, you know, I, the, I'm just surprised that any of these lists or any of these things went viral because I'm just like, my mama taught me not to argue with fools. Like that doesn't pertain to me. So I'm not, I just don't have anything to say about it. And if you are looking like a chicken nugget type of chick and somebody asks you to meet them at McDonald's to get chicken nuggets, <laughs> maybe you need to reevaluate yourself. Yeah. The people you hang around and the people you attract. That's all I got to say about that, Janine. I I'm just saying, but I'm just saying that ain't Nicole, my problem. We, it, it, I, it's not your problem, not my problem, and not most of the people we know's problem, but you know good and well that we have friends that will justify the nonsense. And we're just looking at them like, girl, that is, it's not romantic, but okay, if you like it, we love it. Because like, I mean, do what, do what works for you. I don't have to sleep with you or that man at night. That's, that's y'all life. I'm just, I'm just saying we're out here worried about what's on Instagram. I'm sorry, but I eat at Cheesecake Factory. I do. Take me to Cheesecake Factory. Am, am I supposed to turn my nose up at that? Like, I'm sorry. <sighs> okay. Anyway, Janine, I guess we should talk through some of these other letters. Let's do it. All right. So first letter says, Nicole and Janine, I met this really handsome guy while dropping off my son at school. I was walking out of my son's classroom toward the building door. He was ahead of me and held the door open for me. I smiled and he complimented how nice I looked. He asked if I was on my way to work. I said yes and we both, both walked towards our cars. He asked if he could walk me to my car. So of course I said yes. We had a few minutes of small talk and exchanged numbers. Later that night he called. We talked for hours and I really enjoyed his conversation. The next day, I didn't see him at drop-off, but he called a few minutes after I left saying that he hated that I, um, that he missed me and asked if we could hang out later that weekend. I said yes and told him we could discuss the details that night. Later that night, he mentioned that we should bring our boys on a play day together at a local Chuck E. Cheese. I thought it was great to include the kids, but I don't want what is considered our first date to be with our kids, especially not at Chuck E. Cheese. I told him I wanted to make sure I didn't have a conflict and that I would get back with them, but I really don't think I want to go. How do I tell him that I would rather just the two of us alone or should I just go with it and be lucky that he's a, I guess, family man, Roxanne. Roxanne. I think that one of the most fundamental elements of a relationship is good communication. I think that you say just that, hey, I don't want to spend what is supposed to be our first date with our kids. I'm glad that you're a family man. And I understand if we have to reschedule our first date because you need to find childcare. However, I don't want the chance that I, you know, the time that I'm getting to know you to be with our, with our kids. Like the getting to know you time needs to be Un uninhibited, right? Like you need to be able to have a, a good conversation. You need to be able to hear one another. You need to be able to not have distractions if possible. I mean, minimal distractions are understandable, but like kids, like your focus needs to be on keeping that child alive while it's in your, in your care. I, I just, I, I think that, you know, I'm going to go with the way that Nicole says, just shoot it straight. Say what you have to say, girl. I don't think that I don't think it's bad. And if he doesn't really accept the way that you say it, or I mean, you have to be nice, obviously. But like, if he doesn't accept what you're saying, then maybe that's an indication that this ain't gonna work out. But yeah, I would say be open and honest. Like, hey, I want to spend time with you and get to know you. Sans the kid, we can add the kids in later. Don't don't layer everything up on the first date, or make it fun and be like, hey. Set, leave something to my imagination. Let me meet your child later. Like, I don't want to go to Chuck E. Cheese. Isn't that what she said? Chuck E. Cheese, right? It was Chuck E. Cheese. I don't, I don't want to go to Chuck E. Cheese. 
that that's not it. Just say that. It's okay. I'm pretty sure he'll understand it. If he doesn't, let's move on to the next one. I, I agree with Janine. The the director approach is always the best approach. You know how I am. And if you can't start off your early dating stages by being honest, then we we doing bad, right? Like you don't even know this man. So why are you worried about offending him or what he thinks? <laughs> you don't know him. You can at least voice your opinions. You don't have to be nasty to voice your opinion. But I would say, hey, listen, um, before we get the kids involved, how about we spend a little time together, like get to know each other together. And I would be honest. I, you know, I don't bring my son around people. I don't want to intertwine my son in people's lives. That can be very confusing if this if this doesn't go anywhere. Um, if we decide to be just friends, then of course we can invite our kids on play days and then it'll be about our kids. But for now, since we're conversing, how about we go somewhere and spend some time together? Now, if the issue is, hey, he's a single dad, he doesn't have childcare, you know, but he wants to date, there are there are barriers sometimes to people with kids dating. Then I would say, when will you have childcare? Or, you know, do you have an off day? Perhaps we can grab a cup of coffee at Le Local Starbucks while the kids are at school to get to know each other first. Maybe we can take a walk around the park while the kids are at school. Maybe we can have a breakfast date, drop the kids off to, to early care or have them stay in late care so that we can spend some time together. So it's called being strategic, but, but figure out why is it that he wants to invite the kids and have a play date first. I would say, you know, why do you, why do you think about bringing the kids? And if he says anything like, well, you know, childcare can be hard, you know, then offer up, you know, well, maybe we can just have, you know, coffee or something before. I don't like to, you know, I want, would like to get to know you before I introduce my child to you and be honest about it. And I think that people respect honesty and people respect transparency the last thing I would want to do dating someone is try to guess why they're doing something. Try to guess their rationale behind it, right? It could be something as simple as he thought maybe you have a child. He thought maybe you have barriers to child care. So he wanted to, to make it a family situation so you would see that he's serious about dating you and your son. Um, it could be that he doesn't have child care. It could be that you know, um, maybe he has issues with time. He can't go out at night. So figure out what those barriers are. Ask him his thought process. Um, and and if you are reluctant in doing the, I call it a group date, because it is a group date. You got two kids. You're basically babysitting on your first date. Say, hey, I'd like to get to know you a little bit better. I want to spend time with you alone first before, um, you know, we we invite the kids in. And I think that that would be respected. But figure out, you know, what his rationale is behind it after you say, well, you know, I would like for us to just hang out with just the two of us first. And then, you know, ask him why, why did he decide that he wanted to invite the children? I think that if you have children that are around the same age, it, it's great, right? When you're dating someone that has, that can understand your struggle as a single parent. I think that that's great. But I also think there is something to be able to not get to know and you know, develop feelings for the father of this man, you know, the man as a father, but you have to like him before you like him as a father. And I would explain that. And I think that he would appreciate that. All right, Janine. So what is your letter read? This one says, hi, Nicole and Janine. I've been listening since the beginning and I'm up to date as of, she wrote us in July. So July 27th, she said, 2023. And I can honestly say that I share you with my friends. Hey, Tara. Hey, Tara. Um, okay. So ladies, tell me if this is a red flag. I've been dating this guy for three months. We've known each other for some, some years through friends and social clubs, but just recently actually started hanging out and now started dating. He's a great guy. He owns his own business. He's very respectful, smart, articulate, and he treats me well. The only thing that gave me a bit of pause is that he's 10 years older than I am. He's 40 and I'm 30, but I figured at, it, at this age, it doesn't matter. Well, the other day, we both had a work from home day and he suggested that I spend the night so that we could wake up and make coffee and start our day together. 
I thought it was super cute. Anyway, while we were working from home, I needed to write a note and grabbed a pad off the desk. While on a Zoom, I was mindlessly flipping through the pages of the pad and landed on a page labeled criteria with a list. The list stated the following, age 23 through 29, working towards a career, college degree is a must, no history of an abusive relationship, under 25 sexual partners, under 500 social media followers, no strange hair colors, in shape, in parentheses, naturally, no strange tattoos or a lot of piercings, must have had at least one long-term relationship, must have other interests, art is a plus, must not have extreme views, and must be able to cook and clean. I don't really know what to think about this list. I seem to, I seem to fit most of the criteria, or at least I think I do, though I'm not within the age range. But what are extreme views? Why must I be able to cook and clean? Just because I can doesn't mean that I'm above paying someone else to do it. I just want to know what this list is and what it's for. Is this a red flag or should I put it out of my mind? Signed, Kia. Well, Kia, you've been dating this man now for three months. You know him well enough and feel comfortable enough to to sleep with this man, to spend the night in his bed, cuddle up and to have coffee and to spend your whole day over there. Like you, you, you've been dating this guy, right? Y'all serious. Otherwise you would not want to be in his space while you're working. Like for me, if I'm working, I'm not trying to be in anybody's space. I'm not comfortable with. If I can't tell you I'm on a call, I can't work by you. Right? Like we have to have a connection enough for me to tell you, get off me. I'm working. I'm on a call. Respect me, right? Respect the space I need in your space while I'm working. So you are serious about this man, or at least he's serious about you. So, so what? You're flipping through some pages and you find an arbitrary list. It doesn't seem like the, the list is unrealistic. Why does he want somebody that's between 23 and 29? Well, if he doesn't have any kids, he's probably thinking, I want kids. And this is the age group of women that may want kids. And if I start dating somebody older, they may already have kids. They may not want to have more kids. They may have issues with fertility. That doesn't mean the end all be all. That's just the window. Obviously, he wants to date you because he's showing you signs that he's being serious about you. Now, if he has other red flags and he's not being serious about you, then you need to move on because you're not on his list. Um, Why does he want somebody that can cook and clean? Because he needs somebody that's independent and is not sloppy. You would be surprised how people, uh, grown people, do not know how to clean up after themselves. To me, that's what that means. Regardless, we all have a list in our brain. Whether we write that list down or not is completely up to that individual. It doesn't seem like this list that he has is unrealistic. But since you know him, since you feel comfortable being in his space and telling him, Shh, I'm on a call, say, oh, my God, look what I stumbled across. Make that a conversation opener. OK, talk about what you found. There's no reason to tiptoe around it. You using his notepad. I would say, look what I found in your notepad. This is funny. I'm not on this list. This is a me. And open up um, dialogue. I think women are so quick to assume something. We don't know how long ago that list was made, right? We have no idea how long ago that list was made. We don't know if anything on that list has changed. We don't know if uh, there's a new list that exists that has your name written all over. We have no idea. And a list is just that. It's just a list. How many times have people fallen in love with somebody that's not what they think their ideal person is going to be? That's not the person that they put on their their vision board. Countless amount of times, okay? But I would, instead of being so quick to judge, so um, quick to be defensive and in arms, you know, I would just ask about the list. Like, why are we making a big deal out of this? Ask him about the list, joke about it. And keep on going. And if you feel like you are wanting something more from him that he's not giving you, and you feel like this list is something that's a red flag because you don't meet the criteria, then have an open conversation. Like, hey, I see that you have this list. And for me, I don't meet a lot of criteria on this list. What are your intentions for our relationship? And I feel like before you are spending the night in people's faces 
and in their places and you working from their their uh their space you should know what this man's intentions are for you i think that there's not enough people that have open dialogue about their relationships and then they end up being surprised when this person thinks that they're just having fun okay either you're a fun girl or you're not a fun girl so for me i'm i've never been a fun girl let's put it out there even before i was married and now divorced I've never been looked at as a person that's a fun person. Like, I'm not just going to hang out and have sex casually and be somebody to fun. I'm the person that people want to take home to their mamas and they're trying to wipe. That's me. I can say it. I am not. But I'm very direct. If you don't want this kind of heat, you don't have to be with me. Right? Because I'm going to ask you, what are your intentions for me? And if your intentions aren't what I think they need to be, then I'm moving on to somebody else that has better intentions for me. You do not have to go with whatever somebody else's intentions are. If somebody is, is acting as if you're not the priority, meaning when I call, you don't answer, then I stop calling. Point blank, period. I move on. Okay. So you have to figure out where you fit into this man's uh, box of things. But it seems like if he's asking you to sleep over and he wants to cook coffee and breakfast for you and y'all work together from home, that seems sort of kind of serious, but if you're unsure, then you need to ask where your place is in that relationship. And if you are sure, like I know this man is about me, then laugh and joke and say, look, honey, I found this list. Where did you make this list? And, and ask questions and don't be so defensive. My two cents. A couple of things. There's a couple of great points that you made. I agree with you. One, I would like to say that it's very important. The question that I had, the first question that I had well, I wrote it down in my paper. When was this list made? Is this a current list? Like you said that you grabbed a pad off of, you grab a pad off my desk. It might be something that I wrote in like 2016. And my list in 2016 is, well, I didn't have no list in 2016. So let's say before that. But my list back then was very different than what it is now. My list now is, do we wake up in the morning and we not frustrated with one another and are we working towards the same goals what's our what is our next plan what is our next project what are the next things that we're going to work on i mean lists are meant for this right like i think that we we need to remember that we we stick to these like stringent lists but why the list is to give you a guideline right like when you plan something you also plan for the things that you can't plan for right so like the variances so these lists are just for a guideline. Like when you make a to-do list, make yourself a to-do list or a shopping list and walk into Target. Bet you veer off that list, right? It seems like he's veering off this list. And I, I agree with you when you said that there are some things that like, you know, need to be discussed. There, there are some things that need to be discussed, right? Like y'all need to talk about this. But like, I'm not quite sure that these are red flags. Like the question that you asked this kid was, is this a red flag? There's no red flag. This has actually seemed, it, it seems pretty admirable to be very honest with you. I think that a man that has, that has what he wants and has been able to articulate it is, is amazing. And the, the one thing that did give me a little bit of pause and, you know, I will say this is that I'm assuming since you wrote us back in July, that all of this is you've been together for six or seven months. If you're still together at this point, right? But I'm the thing that gave me a little bit of concern was the the viewpoint, right? Like the not having any extreme views, but that's a conversation to be had. What do extreme views mean to you, right? Like, is he talking about like mega views or is he talking about like, maybe he's a mega supporter? We would hope not, but like you all need to have some dialogue, especially to Nicole's point. If y'all laying in the bed together, there's some dialogue that should have probably been had before we got to this point. Just saying. And Nicole, I agree with you, right? And let me be very clear, because I, I, I need to clarify this for the people who might not understand the concept of a fun girl. We're not talking about the people who go and are the life of the party, right? We're not talking about that. Both Nicole and I have friends. People enjoy hanging out with us. We are fun people to be around. That's not what we're talking about. The fun girl is the one that everybody thinks that they can have a turn with. That's what we're talking about. We don't need that, right? Now, if, if you want to be the fun girl, then more power to you. That's just not what we, that, that's not our expertise over here. We like hanging out, but we, we not collecting numbers. So to his point, what, what was his question about making sure that we have under 25 sexual partners? 
if, and you're saying that you fit all of these criteria, then what are you worried about? It just seems like you're worrying. And if you're concerned about the list, ask about the list and have a conversation about the list, but don't obsess over this list. It just seems very much like at some point we probably all have created a list, whether it's actually been a physical list that we wrote on paper or just a list that we've kind of compiled in our head. We all have a list, but we all go off of that list, right? The only things that I think I stuck to on my list when I got married to my husband were that he needed to be big, black, and bald. That's it. Like, I thought that I was going to be with somebody who was just going to be like, you know, the, like, just controlling because I'm a lot to deal with. But the Lord knew that I needed better. Somebody that was going to just put me in my place in a very nice and soft, gentle way. But again, let go of the lists, please. The lists, they're, they're, they are frivolous. They really are just the lists. I just, please, if you don't listen to anything else that I say, just let these lists go, please. Are you ready? I'm exhausted by this show, by the way. I am like, yeah, it's exhausting. exhausting. It is. This is why, this is why not nobody together. Cause we exhausted about worried about a list. Go out and meet some people, enjoy some things. Have go to Usher, do something like stop with the list. Get off of social media. Jeez, have mercy. Oh, I'm so exhausted. Okay, go ahead. Let's figure out what we learned new this week. All right. So, um, Johnny, go ahead and go first. What you learned new this week? girl? Okay. So I learned that according to ATP, which is American Trends Panel, they're an online survey company. You know, those surveys where they want you to answer some questions, you know, those things. So it's an online survey and it's, it was surveying people who are daters, right? And nearly half of people who are in the dating market, meaning they're not in a, a committed relationship, say that it's gotten harder over the last 10 years than it was 10 years prior. And 67% of the respondents said that their dating life isn't going well at all. And 75% of the respondents say that dating is very very difficult. I I believe them. I do. Because let me tell you something. If if this marriage right here don't work out, and I know I've said it before on this podcast, I can't promise you that I'm going to go do this again because I hated dating before I got married. Did. Absolutely did. And it don't sound like it's any better out here. What did you learn new this week, Nicole? First of all, it's not any better out here. I'm I'm out here, right? Single, so I can say it. It ain't better. Anyway, so Business Insider had an article on 17 red flags to look out for on the first date, right? And there's 17 of them, but I'm not going to give you a 17. The thing that I learned in the 17, right? Uh-uh. What? We want all 17. We need what? we need the red flags. All these lists, we it might as well give us all 17. Okay, so let me briefly go through the 17, and I'll tell you out of the 17 what I, what I learned that was like super new. Okay. okay. So red flag number one, they are late but don't tell you, okay? It's the, but don't tell you, that's the key to that. Because everybody, things happen. Traffic happens. I'm in the ATL. So traffic is always happening, right? The GPS all of a sudden will tell you, oh, you, you got 11 more minutes added to your time. But you got you to gotta communicate, okay? That's the sign of poor communication. So that's number one. Number two, their behavior suggests a control problem, right? So they want to control the date they're not asking your opinion about anything that's a red flag number three they want to meet somewhere that makes you uncomfortable okay they're not asking you how comfortable you are meeting at said strip club and things like that red flag four they're breadcrumbing you okay that that's something i learned okay breadcrumbing is giving you just enough affection to make you yearn for more of them, but not giving you enough attention. So it's sort of like making you earn the attention. They're giving you breadcrumbs, right? Somebody that's on, you know, just on their phone, they're showing you a little bit of attention. They call you sometimes, you calling them, they're not calling you back. But then just when you about to pull back, they, they reach back out, call or say something, compliment you, breadcrumbing. I did learn that. I didn't know what that was until today. Um, five, they aren't present. They're on your date. They're on their phone. Barely hear what you're saying. Six, they're rude to the waiter. Rude to the waiter. Okay. 
If you can be rude to a complete stranger, then think about how they're going to be when they get comfortable with you, right? It's the, it's the newness. When the newness wears off, then you become the waiter. Just keep that in mind. Seven, they're aggressively romantic. This is something else I learned new. Love bombing, okay? Overly showing affection. Why? Because it makes you think, oh, this is the right one. This is the right one. I've found the one because they love bombing. They give you all the compliments. They give you all the all the gifts, all the things to make you feel like you didn't found the right one. I call this the precursor from going from sugar to shit is what I call it. I dated somebody like this, okay? And I thought, this man's head over heels about me. He is about me. We gonna be together. And all of a sudden, the Christmas gift this Negro bought me, he came in my house and took it back. Sure did. Sugar to shit. All of a sudden, went from the nicest person in the world to the most, the coldest person in the world. Sugar to shit. And then circle back around and try to, can we start over? Oh, no, boo-boo. I'm not that person. I'm moving on. I've moved on. Moved on from you. Because I am not that person that can be brainwashed by your toxicity. So I'm done. You got one time to show me sugar to shit. And I'm done, right? But uh, that overly love bombing, overly aggressive romance. Love bombing. Number eight, the date moves too fast. All of a sudden, y'all go from talking about, you know, dinner to getting married. You shouldn't be talking about getting married on the first date. That's too fast. Number nine, they don't respect your boundaries. They want to be all up on your face, all in your face, want to kiss you, trying to force you to have sex, not respectful. Number 10, your gut is telling you something is off. Trust your gut. Number 11, they bring up their ex a lot. If you're not asking about their ex, they should be bringing it up, right? Red flag. Number 12, they tease you in a mean way. Like people can say some things like, oh, if you were 10 pounds lighter, you would be a dime. That is not nice. That is mean, okay? Oh, if, you know, I usually don't date short girls, but, you know, you're pretty attractive. You know, those underhanded mean compliments, okay? Um, number 13, they are already jealous. You driving that kind of car? Oh, well, what did you do to get that kind of car? All right, showing signs of jealousy. Number 14, they're uncomfortable about differences in opinion. So if you don't agree, it's a problem. It didn't cause a heated conversation over dinner. Uh-uh, get away, girl. Number 15, they make too many jokes. They're hiding something, right? Just joking about... Why are you joking? Some things are meant to be serious. Number 16, they admit to ghosting other people. If they admit to ghosting other people, then guess what? They can ghost you too. And then number 17, they seem bored to you. Oh, they seem bored by you. You know, they're not showing any attention. Like you, you can't keep their attention. They seem like they're ready to go somewhere else. So let them. So those are all 17 red flags. Let me tell you something. Every last one of them, I agree with. And the love bombing, mm. girl, sugar to shit. That's all we need I to have. Say. We need to have an episode about the worst first dates. Y'all send us send us emails about your worst first dates, please. Because I had a I know, really right? bad one, like a really bad one. I had or just bad, bad date dates. Too. Yeah, just. Y'all tell us what the dating pool is like so we can live vicariously through you. I mean, not vicariously because, you know, it's terrible. But, like, tell us what it's like. Just tell us about bad dates. I'm interested to hear because I've had some really bad ones. And the crazy part is one of the worst dates, one of my worst first dates, I continued on to be with the person. Why, Janine? Why? Why? Just why did you do this? I mean, you know, hindsight is twenty twenty. Y'all, I, I was young and dumb. Okay, come on. Come on. Get motivate us. He probably love bombed you. You fell in love, and then all of a sudden, I'm telling you, men can love bomb you because then you convince yourself this can't be him acting like this. Because he was just in love with me like five minutes ago, mm-hmm. and would d- drink my dirty water five Hello? minutes ago, two shakes of a second ago, and now this negro acting brand new. But anyway, so 
the motivational moment this week comes from Jennifer Lopez. And if you know me, you know I'm a big Jenny from the Block fan. I, I love Jennifer Lopez. And she says, I have my own high standards for what I want in a partner and how I want to be treated. I bring a lot to the table. And I'm not talking about material things, but what I have to offer as a person, love and loyalty and all the things that make a good relationship. So basically what she's saying is there's nothing wrong with having high standards, ladies, but being materialistic might make you miss out on your blessing. Until we meet again. Pray, work, slay. And show off your melanated excellence. Bye. Oh, That's Deep, Black Women Conversations is produced by Nicole Lee Plenty and Janine Brunson-Johnson. Executive producer, Ken Johnson. Get the Oh, That's Deep, Black Women Conversation podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, or where you get your podcasts. Please subscribe and rate us. You can follow Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations on IG at Oh That's Deep BWC. Oh That's Deep Black Women Conversations is a Mean Old Lion Media production.